Hey, gentlemen. Hey. Whoa, whoa. Hey, now. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> I'm feeling great. How are you guys? I'm um, okay. Uh, wh- yeah. Yeah, what's what do you what do you got what do you got going on that makes you feel what are you so happy about? Nothing, yeah, yeah, exactly. Man. I'm just, Thank you. I'm, I'm bouncing you so off about? the walls. I'm on a yeah. I'm on a COVID high right now. Uh oh, you got but, COVID? Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I got my You're second high. shot. Oh, you got your oh, second okay. shot. Oh, I got oh, my second you. shot just literally about an hour ago. Congratulations, Whoa. my friend. Coursing through my veins, my body okay. is ramping up antibodies. So we got you know. we got what seventy minutes or so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get this in while we can. <laughs> hey, congratulations, buddy. That's hey, great. Thanks, man. I yeah. am freaking pumped. So what do they say? Two weeks? Yeah. Technically? Is it two, two weeks. weeks after the second shot is when you're technically... Oh, I'm going to go out yeah. start and start kissing public on the street tomorrow. I, I I'll be there. I will be there. <laughs> I got to film it. I got to film this. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know there was a grace period after your second shot. Is that real? Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bummer. For yeah. the immune system to take it. Yeah. So we're going to have to wait for another week until the first sleepers rehearsal, Nick. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Ah, you'll be fine. We'll get back. You don't have it. Oh, oh yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm feeling great right now. I'm running on a high, trying to live this out as, 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 as long as I can. How are you guys? Mm-hmm. Doing good. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Yeah. Back in L.A. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah you LA, do. You, you are in a familiar looking uh, uh, room. That's good. Yes. Yeah, here Did I you have am. a good trip. It's great. It's great. You know, it's funny. Every time I visit the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. you hear about how it rains there all the time. Yeah. And uh, every time I go, it's like perfect weather. You bring <laughs> that with you, know... right? You, you bring yeah. that with you. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I come to the East Coast this summer, I'll be bringing that with me, no doubt. Yeah, but... lemon, yeah sunshine follows lemon. That's always good. <sighs> I, I can't explain it. But I, I, honestly, I, I like, you know, I the occasional overcast rainy day. And I was, uh-huh. I'm kind of like, you know, I live in LA now, so I get very few of those. Yeah. Mm. And so when I go up there, I'm like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be like, you know, kind of chill. Oh, it's going to rain and be gray. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I like it. If, if you're ready, if you're if you've prepared for that now if you mm-hmm. planned a whole if you planned a whole day of outdoor activities yeah then you're pissed <laughs> but uh but if you're like hey man i just want to you know i'm just gonna chill inside nope none of that perfect so and also i hate ha- sorry bird <laughs> no, clock I had to bird clock right right turn. right yeah uh, yeah he yeah, loves he a rainy day yeah i like the excuse to not have to do anything sure which, is, which a rainy day can sure. sometimes yeah. afford so, absolutely <laughs> yeah well so, i'm sorry you were robbed of that greg no 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 it was a great <laughs> time and uh Look forward to going back. Sweet. Cool. What are we doing today? Oh, we got all mm. kinds of stuff. What do you all think we get this stuff. thing started, boys? Let's do it. Yeah. Back at you. We're all pumped tonight, man. This is mm-hmm. great. Let's go. High man. energy. <laughs> Glad to be back with you. This is episode 93 of You Should Check It Out. My name's Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. Well, as Bird Clock alluded to just a little while ago, we have a huge show for you tonight. Um, huge. Greg's going to be kicking things off. He's going to be talking about metal. Mm-hmm. Some hard-hitting okay. metal. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be batting um, second. And mm-hmm. I got a new album to talk about. I'm All pretty right. excited about. Okay. And I'm uh, going to be talking about an old hero of mine who's... In the news? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. Yep. Right. And uh, Nick, I think you're going to be talking about a year. That's 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 what that's what the agenda says. Ninety three. Right on. Yes, indeed. <laughs> ninety three. Well, episode ninety three. Hence the yeah. year. 
Yeah. Hey, let's do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Greg, wait, what you got before for us? but before before we start, what happened? perhaps uh we could plug uh next week's episode. Oh! Because we have a special guest coming in do we? and joining us. We do. We do. According to my texts, we do. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah. His name is Scott Tornet. He is the leader of the band Electric Voodoo, mm-hmm. uh, formerly of Grace Potter and the Nocturnals, yeah, nice. and a really excellent musician, someone I've been able to uh, hang with and even work with a little bit. And I w- reached out to him recently, and he said he'd love to come on the show. So uh, it should be Beautiful. a really good time. Um, he's got a, a bunch of, you know, we, we thought we'd trade war stories, um, talk gear. He's a big gearhead. All right, um, sweet. He's got great taste cool. in m- music. So, and his band Electric Voodoo is releasing a new record. Yeah, I got a new album uh, coming out in their, August. I think. Yeah, yeah, their third one. And so we will dig into that. Um, it's a really good band uh, out of the San Diego area. Although I'm not sure. I think the pandemic sort of relocated some folks, but they're moving. They're moving forward with a lot of their band stuff so awesome. you know as 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 you know we finally can do mm-hmm. after all this craziness so anyway we'll dig into that more next week but look forward to uh scott tornet coming and joining us here on you should check it out can't wait Damn, man. Gio. that's gonna be great Thank right you, on great. of course so with that in mind let's play some music mm-hmm. let's do it this and uh you know something soft something soothing. something yeah something mellow yeah let's just let's just you know set the mood yeah. Right. All Turn right. down the lights a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Oh, now that we've done that, is that girl from Good. Okay. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about uh, another world, Jay? I'll okay. tell you the artist after this. Let me just cue this. Let me just cue this up here. This is another world. <laughs> I'm glad so you guys I'm awake. Think so. Yeah. Who are these guys? Wait, so, well, that is a band called Gojira. Gojira. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of these guys. No, sir. Um, so, here's the thing about this band that you guys might not realize. Do you know what I'm going to say, Jay? Uh, they're from some kind of some 
country. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, are they Brazilian? No. Argentina. Argentinian? Argentinian. No. Uh, Quebecois? Yes, again. Quebecois. They're French. <laughs> they're French. Of course they're, they're French. Brazira <laughs> is a French metal band that started around 2000. Well, no, their first album, 96. That's really weird because they didn't suck. <laughs> well, they said, definitely man. don't suck. Uh, matter of fact, that album that you, we just heard, well, the song is called Another World. And uh, the album is called Fortitude. Mm-hmm. That album, I you not, Uh-oh. is number one currently in top album sales. What? For what? Which means the, for the most physical copies sold last week. What? Get out this of is town. The, no, this is, that's copies. incredible. Yeah, that's which is why I wanted to talk about this record. Because okay. anytime, a, anytime a real metal album breaks through, yeah. you've got to respect <laughs> You know, yeah. and you've got to you've got to salute. Take note. I was just uh, pulling them up on uh, Spotify here. That that song we just played, "Another World," off their brand new album "Fortitude," has 11 million plays. Wow. Well, I, and I'm, it, that's like a random song that I picked off that I like. I don't, that's not even the single. Um, so they're, yeah, they're, they're moving they're, units. They're doing pretty well. They're moving units. They're, <laughs> they're moving units. Uh, they've been a kind of a very popular band in the metal community for a long time. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, listen, I, I, I'm the black sheep Uh-oh. of the uh, of the you should check it out tribe. I wouldn't say when that it, when it comes to when it comes to to the heavy metal. Oh, okay. It's I'm definitely someone who's who seeks it out. What's great more about our community is that we're all black sheep in our own way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So, so I didn't mean to single myself out. You, <laughs> but yes, um, Greg, you are the uh, heavy metal proponent. Yes. And so I'd like to dig more. You know, sometimes I just play a clip and then I talk about something else. But this is big news. Yeah. You know, what? I think it deserves a segment because I like to actually go into heavy music every now and then. <sighs> well, Greg, you know, if we uh, if you're going to call this a segment, you got to you got to give us a theme song. You can't <sighs> just you can't just drop this on us without bringing Wait. You know what? I just imagined it and an MP3 just appeared on my uh, you know, I'm just going to send it to you. Well, oh, it just emailed you. To, you, you see it? Wow. wow Look yeah. at that. <laughs> you got you got, got mail. <laughs> wow. Okay, I just so. manifested a uh, theme song for this new bit. I'm going to call it he- Heavy Rotation. Here we go. Let's play Woo. the song. We got a new song. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, baby. Some gent. Heck in yeah, the, a little uh, bit. That uh, you should check it out, family. I love it. Is that you hey, on drums, Greg? Not me on drums. What? It's, uh, it's actually our first guest ever on the show, Travis Orban, the up. Orbinator. We got a Travis Orban in our in a segment. <laughs> yeah. What the flip? Oh man! All right, I'm Beautifully done, guys. Done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he's, it. He's, 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 he's uh. <laughs> we got to get comes... him back on the show, and we'll, yeah, uh, yeah, totally. yeah, he's he's a, he's a trip, dude. But uh, yeah, again, I mean, talk about another fan of heavy music. I mean, yeah, he's a fan of every of everything, but. He he can pull that stuff off. He's a fantastic drummer. Would love to have Travis back on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet he would appreciate the drumming on this record. Although that's uh, yeah, you never know. 
But I will say that the drumming on the Gojira stuff <laughs> is one of the first things I noticed about them when I first heard them. Although I have to take it way back, way way back. Okay. Because I have a personal thing with Gojira, which really? is that my aunt Cynthia gave me a Gojira DVD like in 2000. What? <laughs> like as they were getting started. Because it was her friend's son's band. Oh, no wow. kidding! Yeah, and I could I brought it back to the states, and I could not watch it because it wasn't it wouldn't oh, like yeah, play. It wasn't region like, lock for the region. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't that suck? But like, I saw it a couple of times while I was in France, and I was like, "Yo, these guys are obvious. They're so legit," you know. Like, <laughs> totally. I, 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 and so it's been crazy to see over the last twenty years. Like even when they were obscure, I, st- I I had this in with my aunt. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> you know, what I mean? the, the, so it was it's just a trip to to have known about them as long as I have, just by sheer coincidence. The tentacles of Greg are far-reaching. Mm. And far but the known. other the other thing that's funny is like it just makes me think of France as like it's like just this tiny little bubble, and it's like. <laughs> You know, if a metal band comes out of there, like everybody knows, like oh, yeah, one of the relatives yeah, or something. Yeah, friends, friends, son. Yeah, yeah. but you know, I, I've I've never, uh, you know, I've never seen them live, which I I really want to. But uh, there's actually a fantastic uh, recording of them playing at uh, Red Rocks. Oh, nice. Um, anyway, this is um, this is a band that's come from again obscurity to now all of a sudden being very very well known in the last like within the last 10 years, they got signed to um, Roadrunner Records. Okay. okay. Which is kind of a well-known heavy metal mm-hmm. label, but I think they, what, I think Roadrunner was known as a heavy metal label and then they signed at Nickelback <laughs> back in the day. Just well, kind of threw up in my mouth. Well, I understand that. But from their perspective, that was a good move. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> so, in any case, um, just a little bit more background about Gojira. They were actually named after the original name for Godzilla. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's um, why it smacks of Japanese a little yeah. bit. <laughs> a little bit. And they are actually singing a lot about, you know, I, I think that people misconstrue um, a lot of things about heavy metal and they think like, oh, you know, like what are they sing- what are they even singing about? And it, that's fair. It's it's may, might be hard to understand. But in the end, uh, they actually tackle a lot of environmental issues. Those are like they're like super hardcore uh, <laughs> activists. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, cool. And uh, and have said that if they, <laughs> <laughs> but even like that that song, another world that we played. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like if we found another world, we would just burn that one too. You know, wow. like that's what he's kind of talking about. Nice. And um, yeah, they say that if you know the singer's name, at least the singer and the drummer are brothers, Joe Duplantier probably Joseph or something like that, mm-hmm. said if he wasn't a musician, he would be an environmental activist with Greenpeace or the Sea Shepherd Con- Con- Conservation Society, which I'm nice. familiar with. But they uh, they donate a lot of things to this, uh, this uh, organization, a charity, to protect uh, marine animals and dolphins and whales and sharks. So they actually even, um, the organization runs a merch booth at their gigs. Mm-hmm. And the charity even named a $4 million interceptor vessel after the band. Wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, they seem like good dudes. Like, they're not just, you know, well, whatever. I mean, again, I don't know them personally, but this is an, it's an interesting, uh, you wouldn't think that these metal bit guys are out there raising millions of dollars for 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, marine biology. Sure. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. That is very that's fun. funny too. The, the, I think I gave the album a listen. I think my favorite song on there was uh, Amazonia. Mm-hmm. Which I'm now going to have to go back and take another listen. Maybe they're talking about the Amazon rainforest. Absolutely. I imagine they would. Yeah. Be. They, nice. That's exactly what it's about. And they actually pulled out some um, some like rare instruments that are found in tribes in that region mm-hmm. that they used on the track. Nice. Yeah. So there, there's, it, there's definitely a lot going on here with these guys. Anyway, I thought uh, I'm careful with what I suggest when it comes to heavy stuff uh, <laughs> because I know there's a lot of things that people don't like about heavy music when it's fine it's fair i always kind of equate it to like the horror genre mm-hmm. of film yeah right. I, I love when you lean into this though because I, I, it's, it's there's a ton of people that love this music i think it's important that people understand what the value you get out of it is so yeah recap that what, what what's what's good about scary <laughs> it's a window into another part of our existence i yeah. guess you know if you and and even though there might be elements of it that are, again, like kind of abrasive mm-hmm. and challenging, if you're willing to sort of peel a couple of layers off and dig in, you'll find there's, first of all, you have to be like insanely good at an instrument to play this music. Yeah. 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 You know, you don't need to necessarily like be a master of music theory. Most of them aren't. No, um, but, very, but you but really technical have chops. Technical chops. And also, I mean, these days, more and more production. Really? Uh, a lot of the best metal guys, or at least the ones who do the best, are making their records themselves um, mm-hmm. so that they don't have to lean into different uh, labels and deals that suck up all their resources. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and I could point to, uh, you know, two of the biggest guys in metal right now, uh, Misha Mansour and uh, Tosin Abasi, who are friends from DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, you know, respectively periphery and animals as leaders, they've really been shaping a lot of the modern metal sound the gent sound as as people call it Mm -hmm. which is you know influenced from a lot of other things and they've definitely brought with them this element you know especially misha of like comedy Hmm. misha Mm -hmm. uh for instance i wouldn't say gojira dude they're pretty serious but uh there's it's not like you can't have both you can be in a metal band and still be a goofball <laughs> sure right yeah. um and you know there's there's a, there are different stories you can tell mm-hmm. yeah there's lots of there's different emotions you can get out of it i will say that one thing that i hear a lot about heavy metal listeners who aren't necessarily like musicians a lot of times it's people who put it on when they're working out mm-hmm. yeah yeah. yeah, to pump them up, and I'm like, well, what? Like, why is that? You know? Yeah. That that's uh. Well, it's because you're getting this kind of burst. Yeah, adrenaline. Sure. You know, and when sure. you and when you feel like it, and there's it's high energy. That's that's it's always you know not always, but I could point to bands like Opeth, um, who are pretty well respected. They have, they're the type of a metal band that has extreme dynamics. Mm. Yeah. You know, throughout yeah. their stuff. This and, album, uh, this album has some arcs. There's, it, it's not it's not all that it, i mean it's there's some yeah there's there's a there's a midpoint the for this the name track the or the, yes, self-titled the title track, track. fortitude exactly. yeah uh yeah, yeah apple music little... had a cool they did like a song by song interview uh where they where, oh, the, where oh, the band gotcha. talked about each song 
It was, it was nice. pretty interesting. Yeah, it's very oh. cool. And that one I'm he said you... was like the anchor. It was like the chant that the rest of the album was built over. Oh, nice. Whoa. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, there's, there's some drama there, mm-hmm. you know? And that's that's what I like about it too. And I, I, I've said it before on the show that like the stuff that really gets me, uh, the heavy music, is when it is actually scary. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, you know, I grew up with like... Uh, some of the early like Metallica mm-hmm. records, and there was definitely some stuff in there. You'd be like, "Whoa, this is like, this oh is yeah, creepy." Yeah, man. heavy metal like <laughs> terrified me when I was younger, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So until I listened to it, and then it was like, "Oh, oh, this yeah, is right. not scary. This is actually kind of fun." <laughs> <This> is, <laughs> yeah, right, right. And that's the thing too is that it has to be fun. Yeah, that's a good word to mm-hmm. to apply to this because. I don't listen to it for the environmental message. No offense. Right. I don't listen to it for, like, I do listen to it to work out, but I also listen to it anytime, you mm-hmm. know? But anyway, there's definitely a lot of things that I could say. Um, and, and one thing, I, one last thing I'll say before I play one more clip from the album and then we'll move on is that uh, it's one of the highest selling genres of music. That is and for And it sure, has man. the most dedicated fan base. Mm-hmm. And yeah. people still want to, like, put it down but it's like man it's like not going away like like at what point do you see heavy metal going away right it's just not, yeah, it's dude, not going I, anywhere. I, once we get I, rid of anger yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what it's all anger about but no i i noticed that and i think i mentioned this before on the pod but like back when i was working in the music store around 2000 in the early 2000s you know i just used to see these young kids coming in and, and wearing like avenge sevenfold t-shirts and mm-hmm. like you know, Lamb of God and like, mm-hmm. it, it, and I saw how into it they were and it was a culture that I didn't really get, but they were totally into it. And I just, you know, from there, right. it's just like, you're absolutely right. Like it's, it's one of the dominant forms of music internationally, mm-hmm. not just, absolutely. you know, obviously. And yeah. the people who are into it are so into it. Yeah. And I'll also say, Craig, that most of the good metal that I've heard in my life has come from you recommending it, yeah, because it's not it's not really a genre that specific I go out thing with sugar, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> sugar is a great one. I know it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's <a> fantastic. <laughs> but you got you know nothing face, Mudvayne, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it, there's there's a bunch of really yeah, great bands that you are. turned me on to. So awesome. keep it up, ah. keep it up. Hey, I can't, I'm, I can't I'm promise that I'll like all of them, but I and that's totally fine, you know. And that's and that's what it is, you know. I bring the metal. Nick brings the indie. Jay brings the country and the, you know, the traditional, yeah. you know, and among will, many other things. I will definitely add Gojira into my work playlist because I was listening today at work and I was just like, yeah, oh, cool. Let's, let's do some AutoCAD work. Oh, oh, let's go, I'm let's so going to go. spec out this project. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Excellent. And, you, and, well, we got a, and we got a theme for the segment and yes. Travis contributed. Thank you, Travis. Again. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah, but sure well can't ask for more than that. Beautiful. Well, uh, I guess yeah. we can ask for more than that. Let's, let's listen to one more clip. One more. Ooh.
Man. Ah. Yeah. Thank you, boys. Thank you for thank you for enduring the onslaught. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy. Appreciate it. That was great. Of course. Great. Thank you so much, Greg. Johnny Nebraska, what do we know? <sighs> well, I do have an album that I'd like to talk about that I'm really into. Um, but before mm. I do that, you know, just as a, a kind of a, a moose bouche to that. I again <laughs> I just got my pit my coronavirus shot. Been looking forward to that for the past two weeks. You know, this past week has been a little bit slow in the music industry, and last night, and my wife Anne asked me, "So, what are you gonna? What's your topic for the podcast tomorrow?" And I was like, "Oh God, I don't know. I guess I could talk about this album, but you know, I don't know. I hope something comes up tomorrow." I wake up, roll over, grab my phone, power up Google News. Yeah. First thing that hits, <laughs> it's my phone <laughs> from Rolling Stone. Eric Clapton's anti-vaccine diatribe mm, blames, just... quote, propaganda for, quote, disastrous experience. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's oh, just boy. one of those times. Boy. It, it checks all the boxes for me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. did you guys get a chance to read this at all? Yeah. It's a little I ridiculous. Did, I, I didn't get to read the whole thing, uh, but I, I skimmed and... <laughs> What really pisses me off is in the photo, he's got a camper amp. I do, and I noticed that too. You noticed that? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's his. I, I, I hope that he's playing Maybe it like it's a, not. Uh, I mean, nothing against Kemper, but it's Sarah Clapton. Like, come I, on. I've never heard of him using a modeling amp before. All right. So, anyway. Anyway. Go on. That was the thing that got me mad too, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. <laughs> We're nerding out. We're nerding out. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but... A couple of weeks ago, we brought up the fact that Van Morrison, yeah. you know, released this album that was basically just him going on a long diatribe about, uh, you know, how masking it, how masking is, you know, is is it's just another form of government censorship, and they're trying to bring us down, and blah 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 blah. And on that album that he was doing all that on, Eric Clapton guest starred, and I mm-hmm. guess right. did some vocals did a couple guitar things. I hoped that that was the end of it, but I kind of had this feeling in the back of my head that, oh God, I bet he's going to pop back up. Yeah. Probably going to be on board with this. So anyway, he wrote, Eric Clapton wrote this letter to one of his friends and with his friend's permission, the friend wanted to sit, you know, get out to the world what Eric Clapton was saying about his vaccine. Apparently, he received his COVID-19 vaccine, the second shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got the AstraZeneca. Right. Um, I guess that's a European thing. I don't know. No, um, yeah, they, we just didn't approve it here. Okay. Yep. So, I took the first jab of AZ and straight away had severe reactions which lasted 10 days. I recovered eventually and was told it would be 12 weeks before the second one. About six weeks later, because he's famous, I was offered and took the second AstraZeneca shot, but with a little bit more knowledge of the dangers. Needless to say, the reactions were disastrous. My hands and feet were either frozen, numb, or burning, and pretty much useless for two weeks. I feared I would never play again. But... The propaganda said the vaccine was safe for everyone. Dot dot dot. Hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, so you had side effects. So you had some se- severe side effects. Mr. How you doing Mr. now, buddy? Like, but now you now you're safe. Right. And so is everyone else around you. So. Shut, Shut up, up. <laughs> boomer. And if that weren't bad enough, then he goes on. To talk about how how the government is trying to shut down live music, and how awful that would be if live music would were to be shut down, which of course it would. Yeah, but that's not what anybody's trying to do. No, right? No, <laughs> no. Yeah. The point is I not to, to bring musicians down. That's not the point. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just it's boomers talking about like, well, I'm a rebel and I'm rebelling against the. Well, no, he's not, not been told no too frequently the past thirty five years. <laughs> he's just not used to this. He's a freaking child, baby. It's I, fine. I think that's spot on, yeah. Mr. Klein. And as a uh, avid Eric Clapton, fan, in, in fact, it's funny. The guy who gave me the shot, lovely National Guard volunteer, mm-hmm. whose name was Patrick. He said, "Hi there, my name's Patrick. What's your name?" I said, "Hi there, my my name's John. What do you do?" Oh, uh, well, uh, I. I'm an AV engineer, and I play a little bit of guitar. Oh, you play guitar? I play guitar. Like, he was the nicest, friendliest guy. He's like, what kind of guitar do you play? I don't know. Stratocasters? Telecasters? He's like, oh, you're a Fender guy. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Well, you know. Oh, is he Gibson? Whoops. He he was like a heavy metal Ibanez guy. Ah, there you go. Okay. Yeah, he was he was probably the same kid wearing the Avengers Sevenfold shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He grew up. <laughs> Growing up. See, well, see, metalheads well, can care. <laughs> they do. They use a sweet dude. I can't sweet. can't hold that against him. Exactly. Um, but yeah, he was like, so why do you play a Fender? I was like, well, my hero when I was a kid, Eric Clapton played a Strat. He's like, oh, I love Eric Clapton. So it's it's a funny. Crossover, right. and then Time, we had a conversation yeah. about how stupid Eric Clapton was. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. But I have some music. I got a um, yeah. new album that I want to talk about. Yeah, Saint Vincent. Love okay, love her. Brand new album called Daddy's Home. I want to play a song from it. Okay, it's called The Melting of the Sun, and it goes a little something like this. Yeah, I really yeah. do. That's so her, that's her name. That that's the uh, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. Annie Clark's stage name is Saint Vincent. This right is on. her uh, sixth album as Saint mm-hmm. Vincent. Mm-hmm. And I I have to say I I definitely am a huge fan. Well, I don't know if I'd say a huge fan. I I have a huge amount of respect for her as an artist. Yeah. This is the first album of hers that I've really right sank my teeth into. And that's probably mm. heresy, but. No, this, no, I listened this to it earlier really today and I was me. like, I can totally see why you, why, why, you, why this one was the one you latched on to. Because yeah. <laughs> it's all 70s vibes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's really throwback. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, good. I, I got some uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra vibes. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. listen to that. Heck band. yeah. On this. I love those and, guys. Uh, just, just listening to that for the first time, I actually didn't 
uh check it out <laughs> oh thanks uh, but uh, no but i'm listening that. to it now you know <laughs> um and i have given her uh some yeah. listens in the past yeah um nah, she's she's incredibly talented great guitar player like nick said a fantastic voice great performer uh incredible songwriter and just very honest and this this album is uh it's really decidedly like kind of retro sounding um so mm-hmm. much so that um all of the instrumentation on it and all the equipment on it is from 1971 or earlier equipment. Okay. So she went, <laughs> she went analog on the, the whole process? Yeah, yeah. And she really gets into it, too. Like, she, she knows her stuff when it comes to vintage analog gear. Mm-hmm. Some really cool sounds on there. Like, y- you heard on there, there's a 1967 Coral electric sitar guitar. Yes. That mm-hmm. uh, Brian Jones from the Stones oh, used to play the, that, the thing. that yeah. a lot. That was a big sound back in the late 60s. Yeah, it's just got a bunch of cool little flourishes like that. It's, but it, at the same time, it's it's really adventurous. You mm-hmm. know, she peppers in a lot of different styles. It it can even be purchased on eight track. Did you guys know that? No. Are you serious? She did, yeah, she did a limited run of like five hundred copies that she can purchase and on. That's what on I want to know. How the hell is Jack Antonoff on this too? This guy is everywhere. <laughs> he is. He is. That name really, he's one of those like he's flourished in the pandemic, no doubt, because he's he's like he's touched everything. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> is it is it also available as an NFT? <laughs> no, she went the other way. It's yeah, an okay. anti NFT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She went the other. She, yeah, she went the opposite direction. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, the melting of the sun was one of the first singles. The other one was "Pay Your Way in Pain," which mm-hmm. is the opening track. Which is pretty awesome too. It's yeah. got like almost a Eurythmics like synth um, mm. baseline at the beginning of it. That's the it's, one that came out like early, earlier, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two that she she performed both of those on SNL this year oh, back okay. in April, I think, um, which are pretty awesome performances too. If you if mm-hmm. you get a chance to check them out, cool, um, cool band, great artist, really pretty accessible album. I think anybody can like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I listened to one of hers before, and I, I listened to it even more than once, and I just couldn't get into it. Just it didn't at all. sink in for you. You're nah. right, though. That that her her like her leaning into the notes as she sings them. That really is like an unknown more or orchestra sound. Yeah. To it. That like yeah, like for the yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Also, I, I, I she was di- she was dinged on that uh, worst concerts. Oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. Just one person uh, brought her up, but like her show at the Anthem apparently was. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't happening, but I did notice her uh, her signature guitar. She has an Ernie Ball yeah. signature guitar mm-hmm. that a lot of people really like. Yeah, that's a cool. Um, that's a cool looking guitar. Yeah, I will give this one another spin. Yeah, please and, do. Uh, you should yes. check it out, as they say. I will. Yes. <laughs> Who says? <laughs> uh, but that's all I got. I know Nick's got a lot to talk about, so I'm gonna hand it off to you, sir. All right. Well, thank you very much. So, yeah, we've been doing this series in our 90s episodes covering each year of the 90s. I have been given 1993, and I would like to start off with the hit of the year. Oh, yes. If we could. Can we, we listen to that before I introduce it? Um, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah I think I'd, the I'd uh, piano intro alone will give this one away. Let's just hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so that oh, one about Miss, 
Mr. Loaf. Mr. Loaf. Mr. Loaf. Mr. Loaf. Mr. Loaf, comma, meat. I'm telling you, man, as soon as I heard those intro piano licks, yeah. like, I'm transported to the back of a minivan. Like, I know, like, yeah. my God, that song was everywhere in 1993. It was, you could, everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that was so there was uh <laughs> that was meatloaf that was the that was hands down the number one hit of the year um yeah. there's also ub40s i can't help falling in love with you oh there you go now that's uh, actually a great song do you remember snow remember informer oh uh, oh man like remember a... middle school dances that's was it, greg knows what it, well it, wait it, snow was Snow was like another white rapper right yeah, it was the white rapper it was like informer <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember I have the no song. I no idea what you oh, guys remember. This is like yeah. plastered on my head from stupid middle school dances. Right. Oh, I gotta hear this. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, guys. You wanna pull snow. it up? Go ahead. Go ahead. I got Snow Ellet. Oh, there's Snow. Informer. Yeah. Informer. Here we go. <laughs> 73 million plays, by the way. Mm. Word? Was, was he like in the is he like in the vein of Vanilla Ice? You, you he gotta, like a, well, uh, you gotta let he's, it play. He's, he, no, he thought he was he thought he was Jamaican. Go ahead and let it play. It's very awkward. Kind of hip groove though. Oh, of course I know this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't sing it for you. Okay. <laughs> Would you like to try that one? Because I, I can't. That's the best I can do. No, thanks. In right, I got it. I said a little. Boom, boom, down. And a boom, boom, down. Okay. my God, Anna. So that was the that was um, that came out that year as well. That was another big hit. But um, actually, there were so many debuts. In 1993, yeah. that I, that I that I want to share with you guys, this is this is the list of the albums that were the first album that these bands put put out. So okay. we had we had 311 Music. Oh yeah. Uh, Counting Crows debuted with August and Everything After. One of the fine one of the finest debuts. One of the fine yeah, it's a good one. It's a big one for the year. Uh, Bjork, her debut was called Debut. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one called T- Tool. Tool? Undertow? Mm. Is that, is that, do we know, yeah, is that one we know? Not familiar. <laughs> yeah, so Tool came out that year. Um, wow. Amy Mann, I think, had her first album that year. Jamiroquai, uh, Tony Braxton, R. Kelly. That, but that wasn't Virtual Insanity, Jamiroquai, right? No, that Emergency on Planet Earth. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, no. Because um, I thought that was later in the 90s. So they had their big hit. Yeah. So this okay. was their, again, debut albums. The Roots came out in 93. Wow. The Organics. Organics, yeah, yep. Their, Organics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave Matthews Band's first album, Remember yeah, Two Things, maybe. which was huge for us in high school, Jay. Yes, it was. Um, Radiohead. Uh, Radiohead yeah. came out <laughs> in 93. Right. Pablo right. Honey. So that was, uh, let me see, my brother loves Collective Souls, so I'd have to mention hints and allegations and sure. things left unsaid. Yeah. What a great album. Was that their yeah. debut? <laughs> that was their debut. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Wow. And uh, Charlie Hunter came out with his, oh, his debut album that year. Uh, but there were so many other albums. Um, you see, actually, you know the one that I remember because I borrowed it from my cousin and kept it for three years until I got into high school and gave it back to her was Get a Grip <laughs> by Aerosmith. Oh, oh I love Get a Grip. Dude. That was a fantastic album. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Dude, that was formative yeah. for me. Yeah. I love that album. Yeah, dude, me too. Dude, I, had, I, had, I, dude, I had the single up, for dude. crying. I had the single for crying on cassette. <laughs> nice. Ah, the single, like the cassette single. Right. You know nice. what I mean? Where was like, the B nice. side? Crazy? I, dude, I know it was. I don't think so. It must have been. Eat it wasn't the, the another or something single. like that. <laughs> it wasn't Eat the Rich. 
Well, you remember they it had was... those string of videos with Alicia Silverstone in them? Yes, oh, they God. did. My and Liv Tyler. Goodness. Oh, oh. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, Alicia. <laughs> Alicia. Yes, Good you're right. You're right. 13-year-old me was just, oh. oh Holy God, goodness. Yeah. Holy yeah. goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's mm-hmm. crying. There's amazing. It's crying, amazing. amazing. Eat the living rich. Live the it, living on the edge. Living on the yeah. edge. That, yeah. was the, that was the biggest <laughs> one. <laughs> boom, boom. God, that I big bass drum. Oh, man. Yeah, so that was uh, that was, that came out that year. Primus had Pork Soda. Oh, uh, Sting, love that. Sting actually had a big album, Ten Summoners Tales. That was a that was huge for him. Mister Sting mm-hmm. launched through the rest of the nineties. What's that? Yeah, I think my parents had that one. Yeah, that yeah, all the parents had that. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fish had yeah. Rift. That's for Wyan. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> Siamese Dreams came out that year. Oh yeah, uh, wow. Smashing another Pumpkins, formative. Siamese Dreams. Another another huge. Yeah, absolutely. Mayonnaise and uh, yeah, right out of the gate. That yeah. whole album is incredible. Um, Versus by Pearl Jam. Oh, came out in '93. Classic, classic. Um, almost equally as sexy as Alicia Silverstone is Versus. Yeah. And another one came out. <laughs> uh, what's it? What? what the? I said almost equally as sexy as Alicia Silverstone in those videos was Versus yeah. by Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love sexy that is the word, but yeah, yeah, a different kind of sexy. Yeah, yeah, different, yeah, yeah. different kind of sexy. Um, but uh, actually, I want to play. I want to play another track. This one. Um, this was a huge album, and it's not one that I came to appreciate until until much later. Um, but tribe called a tribe called Quest had Midnight Marauders that came oh, out yeah. in '93. Why don't we listen to Why don't we listen to a little bit? Um, this track is it's the last track on the album. We're gonna listen to the album version of it, uh, but uh, Busta Rhymes is also on a later version, which I think ended up being a more popular version of the song. And this is called God mm. Loves Through. God lives mm. through. In Georgia, or anywhere in between. Now, if my partners don't look good, Malik won't look good. If Malik don't look good, the quest won't look good. If the quest don't look good, the Queens won't look good. But since the sounds are universal, New York won't look good. Get your fight, losing a battle. Come on, get off it. Put down the microphone, son. Surrender, forfeit. Did I hear something about a crew? What they want to do, you better call Mr. Babyface so he can bring out the cool in you. Or it'll be a sad love song being sung by Tony Braxton. And I'll dissect you like a fraction. Or you want to be top cat MCs, I'll pop you like a zit. You want to be the champion, more like Chief some. Big up myself every time when it comes to this. MCs be running scared as if they watching the exorcist. I kick more game than a crackhead from Hempstead. My style's a milk, man, you think that I was breastfed. You know the stealer when the dicky dog is on the scene. I dedicate this to all the MCs out of Queens. That goes for Onyx, LL, Run, DMC. Akinelli, Nasty Nas, and the Extra P. We be the trotting up and down, man, they ain't no other. Enough respect to all my beats that made the album cover. Yo, Tip, don't worry, none. You know I get the party jumping. Get on the mic and break them off a little, little something. Yo, Tip, don't worry, none. You know I get the party jumping. Get on the mic, my man, and break them off a little something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that album's huge. In, in, in hip hop, Wu Tang's debut album came out this year. Uh, oh wow, '93. Um, uh, Tupac had Strictly for My N.I.G.G.A.Z.'s, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and Mob Deep actually their debut album came out this year, Juvenile Hall. Um, it's a big year, big that year was big, overall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can I can I rewind just for one second and ask a question? I would um, love that. Yeah, of the rock albums that came out. Mm-hmm. Would you say that we're moving into like post grunge territory yet, or do we save that for '95? Like Smashing Pumpkins, I know they get lumped in with grunge, but they're not really grunge, right? You don't think? Pump- Smashing Pumpkins? Would you not? Would you not call them? Or, or I don't know. Where's the distinction between grunge and alternative? I don't know. It's just a style thing, really. Yeah, yeah I don't I know. know what you mean. I know what you're, I know what you're, what you're getting at, Jay. They, they weren't from Seattle. They didn't have like the 
that's they were sort of rocking that style yeah but i mean look but butch vig produced siamese dream that's that's a big that's true thing that's true uh, i guess i guess the the band that that clicked this question for me was collective soul mm. like is that post grunge yeah i see what you're saying yeah but yet they came out at the same time so how come they're post grunge and yeah, the Smashing I don't know. Pumpkins are? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Unfair question, but it just seems like we're starting to see now the bands that Nirvana and Pearl influenced. Jam influenced, mm. and and right. also just you know the opportunities that you could have as a band playing that type of music that were not like Lollapalooza had was now in its like third year. Mm-hmm. Right. I believe, right. or second or third year, or whatever, and that, and Smashing Pumpkins hopped onto that, and you can find footage of them on that tour, and they're not the pumpkins that we know, yeah, right. Or, right. You know, they're they're still kind of getting there. grungy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I could totally see a band like Collective. Soul. I don't know anything about the history of Collective Soul, but I can totally see them being like a hair metal band in the early '90s, yes, and turning a corner and saying, "Hey, we got to get on this train." Mm-hmm. Right, right. And let's, going like, for that. Let's, let's update the sound. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think you're. I think you're right, yeah. but I, I. I still. I feel like it's too early. Maybe that's like not post grunge. Maybe I'm just talking about people think, who are hopping in the thick on the of band. It. I think we're in the yeah. thick of grunge right now. In Utero came out this year. Uh, oh, this is right. Nirvana's last album yeah. came out in '93. Um, yeah. God damn! I know. Think yeah, about I mean, that, dude. This is like the impact I, they had. Two freaking years. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I might. I probably spent most of '93 in a Kemp Mill. You know, because like all these all these records you're talking about, like I had this is when I started buying cassettes. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I still have my in utero verses. Uh, you know, Ugh. I remember my dad. This is a funny story. Like I saw the heart shaped box video mm-hmm. at my friend's house at a slumber party. Mm-hmm. It was a formative night. I, I saw I saw the heart shaped box video followed by like the let me ride video, and I was like, <laughs> I, need, I need all of it. Right? You know. Like, <laughs> Give me all of it. So I asked my dad though, but number one, I was like, I want it in utero. Like that one's that. It was scary. It was mm-hmm. kind of right. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you watch oh, the yeah. heart shaped box video, it's intense, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, it was uh, stuck in my head, you know. Like the, so that, that like, song was just, just the song was stuck in my yeah. head. The whole thing was stuck in my head. You know, I was like, I gotta, I gotta hear it again. You know, and you, I couldn't just like like yeah, you do you now, just click on a phone. You know, I had the itch, and yeah. uh, I was like, Dad, I need you to pick pick up this cassette for me. You know, and he came home with it, and I was so stoked because I didn't know if he was, but it didn't have a parental advisory or anything. It didn't. You know, oh, like wow. all of the other albums I'd asked him for up to that point had parental <laughs> advisory stickers. Okay. Thanks a lot, Tipper Gore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, uh, so so he, sorry. So I asked I asked my dad, please pick up in utero for me. And he got it at Borders Books and Music in D.C. Mm-hmm. after work came back and he he, <laughs> he hands me the cassette and i was like oh, awesome and then he like pointed he like turned it around to the back with the song listing and uh-huh. he pointed to rate he me. pointed to rate me and he's like don't show this to your mother <laughs> and I, just, <laughs> I just walked away <laughs> good man yeah. i was like okay that's, sweet that's yeah that was actually my first nirvana album that i had now i knew about nirvana but that was the first one that i purchased was in utero mm-hmm. and i it was intense man I yeah. Like, oh, yeah. never really heard an album like that before. And I just, yeah, it was, but yeah, definitely hooked. Dude, yeah. second song, Serve the Servants, heavy as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He does, <laughs> All the noise. Sh- he just screamed the entire time. Oh, That's so, cool. so as a kid, you, you, you liked the scary stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wow. mean, it, it's just the, like. No, that's awesome. It, I think that's so cool. Because, like, I, 
I would hear it and get scared and be like, I, I probably shouldn't listen to that. Um, no, I just I, yeah, well, that was, that case, was my instinct too, Nick. <laughs> like yeah. I shouldn't well, be listening to this right now. No, man, there was, but there's. <laughs> I mean, you knew it then, and we still know it now. That like, and I go on and on about you know bands like Nirvana, but like. There's something so real in his voice. Oh, no doubt. All, so even though it was scary and intense, I was like still drawn to it because it wasn't like an act. Yeah. 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 You know? And it was, it was like, dude, this is like real shit. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I don't understand any of this, but I want to like, I just started like peeling as many layers as I could. Mm-hmm. You know? I had to yeah. learn it all on guitar. I had to learn everything about his life. And like what happened to him, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Especially mm-hmm. when, especially when we get to '94. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the twist ending. Um, another debut you know? <laughs> came out this year. Don't mean to interrupt. Was that? But, um, no, no. A, please, a, I'm, I'm a ranting. Snoop Doggy Dog. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that somebody we know? Hmm. No, Doggy Style came out in '93. <laughs> oh yeah. Debut so album for for Mr. Uh, Mr. Dog. Mr. Dog came out this year. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. We got go, some p funk influence there. Can, can we yeah, listen? Man. Can we listen to? Uh, can we listen to a track from 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 Radiohead's debut real quick? No, yeah, can... man. I thought uh, you were gonna skip over that. No, no. I, I, I was going to, but I'm coming back to. It. I need to. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Let's cue that up real quick. You know who I have to thank for introducing me to that album? Dirk Maurer? Dirk Maurer. I thought so. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Dirk. Hi, Dirk. Thank you for that. Heck thank you yes. for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you, you yeah. guys introduced me to that song. I remember I never heard it until... Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was the Kid A work backwards. I was the same place. <laughs> That's right. Yep, Kid A and then move backwards from there and fall in love with all of their all of their catalog. Um, big year. This is a big year. It's... It, it you you set ninety two up Jay as a transition year, and yeah. it does feel like this is when this is when the levy broke, yeah, um, yeah or started to break, and things were yeah the sounds of the nineties mm-hmm. were starting to be established. And, and it is crazy how short that period of time was. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I don't I, I think your comment about Collective Soul probably right, except the Goo Goo Dolls had been around for like five years at this point, and they were always kind of doing like the chiller. 
right? Mm. Early Goo Goo Dolls was even pretty. Oh, yeah. I mean, there certainly alternative existed yeah. as a right. genre, you know, like they yeah. could have been coming from that area. I, I've just always gotten that feeling about Collective Soul, like those guys wanted to rock a little bit harder. I could be totally oh, yeah. wrong. About I, don't, I don't know anything about it. You, f- you sense some restraint. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait. Let, here's a, here's a thought. You guys are just uh, hit it. Perked up do in it. me, which is that maybe perhaps because there was a generation of '80s people that mm-hmm. were now like moving into the next phase of their lives, like mm-hmm. a, like their yeah. early adult lives, and like our generation was like the so hungry for someone to like represent mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't the 80s stuff because that had passed you know mm-hmm. like we weren't about to like start doing no, the whole that was look. already the, that sound of uncool because that was like the stuff when exactly we were kids. Yeah. exactly and so you know and now you have some bands like aerosmith that kind of transcended sure and and made it okay in any case i think that's part of it oh, as yeah. well oh, yeah. is mm-hmm. that like just the generational there was like a cutoff point at right right around this 92 93 yeah which is still like one of the biggest like shifts i've ever experienced mm-hmm. culturally mm-hmm. um at least it's so you know so defined yeah uh, abrupt by, you know. seemingly abrupt yeah it, yes exactly yeah. Yeah. and it, and perhaps it wasn't as abrupt as we think because you know if you let's say you were in goo goo dolls or like had been a fan of theirs you'd be like well we've kind of been doing this for a while yeah you know? yeah well but the, the thing though that's different is and we kind of touched on this before which is like the songs that were on the albums that they released often weren't weren't radio hits for like a year mm-hmm. um, so there was such a different timeline to the way that music distribution came out to the world and how slow an album would take to permeate like all the individual markets whereas today it drops and everybody's on yeah. it within the first hour so it, yeah. it, it's just a yeah. different it's a completely different it was a completely different world really yeah that's a good point I, I think it, this is this is kind of just coming to me now but I think something else that I, I don't think grunge gets a lot of credit for I should really lay this at the feet of Nirvana, really, but mm-hmm. Pearl Jam too, but like really bringing back the album as an art form. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Soundgarden. Because like, I, I think about yeah. album, yeah, and, and Soundgarden, yeah, yeah, even um, before. I think yeah, about yeah. albums and that Alice started coming out in this period. You know, we and I know you guys are in this camp too. I devour that album, every single oh, song yeah. on it. Are listen to it the whole way through. Know every single note. Mm-hmm. Know the hidden track. Know the yes. What, what how many times you got to hit. <laughs> yeah, memorize memorize the thank yous yeah you know <laughs> but i don't feel i could be wrong about this but you know a lot of the hair glam metal and from the 80s that we we're kind of transcending that wasn't really album music it was singles yeah there were hits, right? the hits yeah well there's party elements to it i think and anyway i see I, what you're saying it just occurred to me i think that nirvana and pearl jam and soundgarden and the grunge movement I think yeah. has a lot to do with bringing the album back in as an art. I think you're right. Totally. I think you're right. Totally. Think and you're right. you know, just one last thing I'll say about grunge is uh, one time I had a friend, Jeff Franca, who was a great drummer and very, uh, very knowledgeable about music. And his favorite, is, he's a reggae like connoisseur. <laughs> okay. And one thing he told me about, he's like, reggae, actually, like true reggae came from a small place in the world during a very short amount of time mm-hmm. you know like and that like that and i'm not like the, i'm not nearly as knowledgeable about, as jeff is on this mm-hmm. topic but he knew like he could tell you what what's classifies is what he what he was describing right and that everything else that came after it was an echo is, of it. Is, yeah. yeah it's like it, there's a source yeah. right and i think that 
you know, Jay, you hit on a good point because I think that grunge is actually like I think it has to be from Seattle. I think like to really classify hmm. as true hmm. grunge because I, I I can't put Stone Temple Pilots as grunge. I can't put really? Smashing as grunge. Wow. No, because it's not. It's you know well, what I mean. Well, if, like it's, if, if grunge means Seattle, then it's not. Well, and but I think that that's really the. Um, this is the problem is with genres. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't mean that it can't be alternative and like. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Well, that was my you, you question. Know. What's the difference? Um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, I just feel like that is, um, you know, something that's you could you could potentially put on. Uh, you could attach a location yeah. to a genre, and, and like you said, it was a short amount of time, and the the impact of it, you know, yeah. is still being felt today. So. Right, and I think it just definitely helps define it. It, it was right? born there. Yeah, it was born there. It was. You know? born I'm not there. saying. I, I I don't mean to say like, oh, nobody else can do it because I, you know. I swear, I think core has always been Stone Temple Pilots. Core has always yeah, been like sure. a par- like a pinnacle grunge album. Mm, I would though. have to agree with Nick on that one. But yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, Greg. I, yeah. I, I do too. I, I yeah, I think the birthplace and it's. I mean, it's it, it's called the Seattle Sound. Right? Yeah. Right. So I mean, it it totally is yeah. attached to that location. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. yeah. They're just labels applied to 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 sort the music, if you will. But um, well, well kind listeners, we've just set a melon-sized softball up on a tee for you guys. Tell us whether or not you agree <laughs> that grunge has to be from Seattle. <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying that, but That's it, exactly it, it what does. You said. Well, <laughs> I'm saying I'm sa- I'm not saying it has to be, but I'm saying that I that the the source. It is, and I would, I would, uh, I would argue that a band like Mudhoney is more grunge than Stone Temple Pilots okay. because they were from there, like they're like really at the core of like this really intense thing that just burst out. Mm-hmm. Sure, it was know? a spark. It was like a, a spark of inspiration that just yeah. Boom, if it, it, boom. It, yeah, and if it hadn't reached that point in that one town, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that something like Smashing Pumpkins or Stone Temple Pilots would have been. You know, kind of. But, yeah. Uh, it wouldn't have been raised up like that. Oh, I 100 agree it's just, with it's, you there. It's just, a, it's just without, a perspective. Without the Seattle, yeah. without the creation of Seattle, like those, those wouldn't yeah. have. They, they were attached to the spark. Yeah, and yeah. believe me, I, I've I've heard this theory. Like, I'm not ca- calling uh, Smashing Pumpkins or STP posers by any stretch That's of the good. imagination. That's burn clock yeah. would take issue with that. Sorry, <laughs> 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 right. Ooh, ooh, no. Ooh. I, does this guy Ooh. think he is? <laughs> Taking it too far, but, woman. <laughs> yeah, well, but you know, it's like uh, I, I think if you're going to classify uh, like that specific genre, I think that's one of the first things that you're going to hear. You care yeah. a lot about this. Well, I've just th- I've just thought about it a little bit, yeah. and uh, you know, but uh, listen, I mean, people can call things whatever they want. Uh, exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing about genres. Yeah. Yeah, is that people can just call like, but I to me it's like yeah, bands like you know Tad and Mudhoney and the mm-hmm. Melvins, yeah. and Green River and Mad Season and like like those, that to me is like the true. What about Dirt? Grunge. What about Alice in Chains? Dirt. The album Dirt. Well, yeah, I mean Alice in Chains is obvious is is obviously like I put them in the like top five, you know Seattle grunge bands. Uh, I guess they were from uh, for Seattle. For sure. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> cool. Swing into his hand there, Klein. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. Hey, right. I got I am not done. I got two oh. I got one more thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. We had two two pretty major deaths in ninety three. Oh. Um oh, we lost Pick uh, the waterworks. What's that? 
<laughs> so here come the waterworks. Oh god. <laughs> so, uh, we had uh, we had Dizzy, we lost Dizzy Gillespie. Oh. Um, and we we lost Mr. Frank Zappa in nineteen. Oh yes. Um, his final album that he participated on. Jay, you were kind enough last week to defer <laughs> this to to my, my ninety three episode uh, because his last um, his last public performance was conducting the Ensemble Moderne um, mm -hmm. in what was what ended up being called the Yellow Shark album. Um, and I th or, I'm sorry, the Yellow Shark. Um, and I thought, uh, in honor of Mr. Zappa, which is also how we kicked off this podcast, I thought we could yeah. listen to uh, to whichever track I had already previously seen. <laughs> I think you gave me <laughs> the dog, dog breath, breath var Yeah, dog variations. breath variations. Yeah. Why don't we go out on that, Craig? Why don't you tell the people how to get in touch with us? All right. Well, you can find us on social media, on Facebook. You should check it out. Instagram. On Twitter, our handle is at shouldcheck. You can send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Spotify and Apple Music. And uh, leave us a review and uh, tell a friend that you should check it out. Absolutely. Awesome. And stay tuned next week. Got an awesome guest yes, lined we do. up. Scott, and, yeah, uh, you know, if, yeah, he's good to go. He's good to go. Sweet. Fantastic. Yeah. And it's if the, uh, the vaccine doesn't cause my arms and limbs to go numb for the next 12 weeks, mm -hmm. we should be good to go for, for next week. It's, it's maybe 10 days, and you'll be okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Worth All right, indeed. well, thank you, boys, and uh, thank you to Mr. Frank Zappa. Yeah. And uh, we're sorry to lose him in 1993. Yeah. August. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Later. Have Peace. a good one. Thank you.